Hello everyone, welcome back to the Don Pod, the only realist supporter Don Pod. I'm Sam. I'm Nathan. Thank you. And we're here to talk about the Saints game, or the game against the Saints. Um, it might be a bit flat. We'll, no, we'll try our best to just take the edge it off it because it's only pre-season. Yeah. But I know it's pre-season, but it's still hard to watch. It wasn't... Mm. It wasn't ideal. Um, let's put it that way. So, oh, I'll and throw I think some... I felt that. Yeah. Well, I just think I felt that because I've watched a few of the other games. Like I mm. watched the Brisbane um, Doggies game, which was real, very good quality. And I'd watched the Carlton. Uh, Who they play? Melbourne. Yeah, Carlton Melbourne game. That was also very good quality, and I was expecting a bit better quality from us, and... especially with us coming off the game against the Bulldogs, yep. which was pretty sloppy in itself. But we did beat a very mm. good side there. So. Hmm. Uh, I just thought we looked sloppy. We were very sloppy. We'll get to that. Yep, yep, sorry. So sorry. I'll just I'll throw some numbers. Um, plus 10 mm. inside 50s, uh, which is a bit of a reminiscent sort of concern from last season. Yep. Um, dominated the hitouts, 42-22, only plus two clearances overall. Uh, 26 scoring shots, I think we had. To the Saints, 22. So, I mean, we generated the scores, just probably a bit inaccurate. Um, 9-17, too, is horrible. 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 17 points is just disgusting. Uh, In terms of some individuals, Peter Wright kicked three and took some really nice marks. um, Kicked a set shot from the centre square, which um, I quite enjoyed, but then disappeared for the second half. And he did play 86% game time, so he didn't go off. He uh, a lot more, I thought, in that second half, too. He did. Perko, yeah. actually, Perkins looked quite good. A couple of goals, mm. did some nice things with his body moving and sidestepping and running away from players. Um, Sammy Draper dominated the Ruck 24 hitouts. Peter Wright 17, so not far behind, actually, on that point. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Nicholas Martin. Yeah, I rehearsed that. Oh, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas yeah. Martin, 42% game time. Four, 16 touches, um, 57 fantasy are behind, and once again looked every bit an AFL footballer. He looks capable, very capable. He seems to, and I agree with him, um, I think Buckley said it, He, the game slows down around him, mm-hmm. which is what that first game against the Dogs when he came on, I thought the same thing. I thought he's got, I don't want to say it, it's a bit Pendlebury-like. Well, like I was about to say that, yeah. If you mm. think of one player that everything slows mm. down around them, for me, yep. it's Pendlebury. I'm not saying he's like Pendlebury. Nope. I'm just saying that's the skill. That's a trait that Pendlebury yeah, has. Yep. Yep. Uh, other than that, not a real lot of standouts for us, uh, for individuals. It was good to see Kane Baldwin kick a goal. Oh, we'll touch on yeah. him a bit more later he played on. played well, yeah. Um, I thought a lot of our young kids played well, to be honest. Mm. Um, probably it was the ones I had more concern with were some of the older players. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, it was a lot of the young kids played well. Hmm. All right, moving into a bit more discussion. So we were very sloppy. I, I can't think of any better word to describe it than just really bloody sloppy. Well, I think it started too for me in the first quarter, like with, to let them kick five goals in the first quarter. And a lot of those goals came from, I thought that we had three, sometimes three players going up for mark or contests in their forward 50. And none of them would influence the conference. None of them would mark it. And the ball would hit the ground and there'd be Saints players everywhere. 
Yeah. And I thought our, our defenders were just too far up the ground a lot of the time, like the ball's going over them or, you know, I don't think we, I thought we went in a bit cocky and it looked like they thought, oh, well, we've been practicing this stuff and we'll be awesome. And oh, hang on, this competition oh, is better on. than what we do. At, we're actually yeah, playing. Yeah, these are better than the training, what we do at training. We're better short, sharpen ourselves up. Yeah. And on your, on your five goal first term for them, four of those goals was from direct turnovers. Um, which isn't ideal when you're giving the ball back and yep. letting them score. Um, again, going back to that accuracy in front of goal, 2-4, we kicked 2-4, 16-5-1, to so they're making the most of the chances. Yep. But for me, it wasn't even... I mean, if we're trying a new sort of system where we take a more challenging kick mm-hmm. and they're turning the ball over from that in a, game, in a pre-season, that's what pre-season's about. That, that's, yeah, exactly. Now's the time to be doing that. I don't have a problem with that. Yep. Yep, agree. What I can't get behind is the fact that I lost count. I lost count of how many times we dropped a mark when it was on the chest. No. Yep. Uh, not even from a spoiled, they just spilt a mark. No, no, no. It's just, yep. Um, and it's unbelievable and you go from, were, yeah. from that to Peter Wright clunking some absolute really nice pack marks. <laughs> Who hasn't mm. taken a mark all preseason, I might add. Mm. Um. That's the unforgivable stuff. You can't. You're not going to win games of football if you're dropping chess marks. It, it, well, you're right, but that it, consistently, it, it's that level of that level of of quality of of basics of football is 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 disappointing to see. When, as I said, those other games we watched look quite good. Like you know, so, so we play Geelong in another two weeks, and then we play Brisbane, and then we play Melbourne. Now. If we're not up to scratch in those games, we can't afford to let them kick five goals. Those three teams kick five no. goals in the first quarter against us because no. it's Melbourne, game over. Well, so, Melbourne, it'll be 10, not five. Oh, Melbourne, that's right. For a start. And Melbourne will destroy it by 100 <laughs> points at that point. Yeah, so um, we've got to really switch on. And one of our concerns last year was a lot of the games, we just didn't turn up in the first quarter. Mm. And You're then behind. we'd fight our way back. Yeah, and fight our way back, get back into it, and sometimes scrape over a win or sometimes lose it. And we'd think, oh, well, if we'd just been a bit better in that first quarter. I don't yeah. know how... <clears throat> how do you and, turn players on? Well, how, well, <laughs> and? Um, why are you asking me? Um, <laughs> it's a problem, and uh, is I don't know. Is that something that's coachable? Maybe not. Is it a leadership thing? Maybe. I, I don't know. I've never played professional sport. It won't surprise you. Um, it, it's got to be mindset. It's got to be up up top. But yeah. how you overcome that, I don't know. We went through a phase a few years ago where we were awesome starters. And then it was mm. the third quarter or something. We were awful. Yep. Um, so weird. It was anyway, interesting. It's just a concern. Half it's time. not a worry. It's a concern. Yes, it is a concern. That's a synonym of each other. But anyway, um, interview with Jake Stringer at halftime. I didn't get to. Um, so he's back for round one. He seems to think, and the quote he used was, "We got to be better for longer." Mm. And I think that probably sums My up. Wife says. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Be better for longer, be in games mm-hmm. for longer, and yeah, when you're five goals down in the first quarter, then you're going to struggle. And if you're always pushing shit uphill, you're not going to win games of football. And good teams don't do that. No, well, good teams don't let us play the way we did. Um, well, the, the, I mean, there are positives. I mean... <clears throat> well, we'll as get we, to that. Yeah, 
in a minute. We we don't want to bang on too much about the negatives. We don't. And I want to touch on St Kilda weren't horrible. They had good pressure, good good movement, quick, very quick. I that took me off guard first half or first quarter. But again, we're giving them the ball back, and four Mm. of those five goals came from that. So. But we did talk about St Kilda early in the week. You and I were talking about. Well, realistically, they should be somewhere around our mark. Like they they lost one less game than us last yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah, and they so, would expect to improve. So they would expect to improve. They, um, they, they again got a couple of injuries in the game, which will concern them because mm. that um, was a hundred Clark good. that got the shoulder from that best bit of play for the night for me. The parish bump. <laughs> yes, it was just two guys cracked in at the footy and just went boom. But Parrish is a nugget. Like he is, he doesn't look muscly. Like you know how you see other guys. Like Stringer looks big, but Parrish, geez, he's a hard unit. He's a big boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Billings and Clark for them. So not good. I mean, yeah. I don't wish injuries no. on anyone. And they've got a couple of other guys too. Um, you know that the couple of the, it was or was it who went out on mental leave recently and um, oh Zach Jones, yeah, yep. Zach Jones, and the guy they got from Sydney too. He's that's the same really- guy. Oh, um, no, Hanbury. Other, uh, yeah, he got Hanabry, they got Jones yeah. from Sydney though. To be yeah, yeah, true. Yep. But he's yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, he's never really turned up. Like his injuries are just his calves keep popping or whatever. So I do feel a bit sorry for St Kilda that and they're not. I don't hate them the most because they've got Paddy Ryder there, and I do still love Paddy Ryder. Mm-hmm. I do now. Jake Carlisle's gone. It's a lot easier to like them. Um, <laughs> I can't stand Jay Gresham though. Just the same. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, little weedy bogeys. Uh But yeah, Brad Hill looked really good for them. Uh, really silky, really Oh, Marshall's a good ruckman too. Yeah. Or that... ruck slash forward. Um, it's probably slight concern. Did Kelly play? No. No, he was, uh, he had concussion during the week uh, oh, from shit, a yeah. training incident. So they just, he's had concussion issues apparently in his career. So they didn't want to. That was the other issue too, was that I felt like guys, their tall forwards really just made us look stupid. Yeah, your king was unreal in the air, which again, when we're dropping chest marks and they're clunking them, is a real kick in the guts. That's right. Because King took three or four, maybe even five marks in that first quarter and I barely sighted him for the rest of the game. So again, it was like, um, I assume it was Stuart was playing on him or was it Laverde? No, you'd think Stuart for height, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a mix between them and and it's like they, you know, after the first quarter, they went, oh, I better go stand in we my We better do some something. Yeah. yeah, we better do some things. Um, mm. What I was going to say then and what got me on to Kelly, Tim Membry, mm. three goals. So he's not small by any stretch, yeah. but he's not tall either. Medium, No, we'll call it. But Dan Butler, too, and looked very dangerous. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, we probably tightened up a little bit after the first quarter. So, And he kicked, I think he kicked those two in the first quarter. Again, it was that first quarter, we just... Mm. We let well, their forward. We lost by eleven and points. We got smashed, and we were, yeah, we got smashed in the midfield in that first quarter too. Yep. Which is a bad thing because that's our strength. Yep. That needs to be where we're really good. And again, you can't do that against Geelong. And, mm. No. Uh, so moving into Positives? some more positive discussion, um, I thought, despite the fact that, well, I'll talk about two things here. We had probably a good patch of play in the second quarter, which I'll touch on in a second, and then a good patch in the last quarter. But beyond that, we played pretty poorly. And I don't know if we could play any worse, really. Um, when you're dropping chest marks, that's a pretty mm. fair indicator you're not on. Mm. So still have 26 shots on goal. Is mm. great. Oh. To kick 17 mm. behinds is bloody Horrible. terrible. I don't know who kicked the points, actually. Let me have a look at that. 
So Nick Cox kicked two points. Draper kicked two points. I don't expect Draper to kick goals. The man can't kick. No, Parrish kicked two points. Shot. He did have a set shot, but really, he's yeah. got to get better at it. Yeah, he does. Uh, Dev Smith, two, and then behinds to Caldwell. Dev Belfie Smith hand. can't kick over a jam tin. Seriously? No. His can't. set shot looks... And it was 40 oh. metres out. He's one of those guys where the ball looks too big for him. Like, he's like he just... <laughs> no, the ball, he's using the wrong size ball, buddy. Like, it just looks too big in your hand. I can't um, kick this thing. It's too big. But we're moving on to positives. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, to still generate the shots on goal is great. And when our forward line is sort of our weakest point, mm. I guess that's somewhat a positive sign. Mm. I liked I liked the second quarter because we really went into a defensive mode. And it was probably 90% of the <clears> second quarter where we really dried up their scoring. Yep. I would have liked to have seen us be able to hit a bit more the other way. Yep. And then they got three or two or three red time goals at the end, which was more frustrating because we had defended so well yeah. for that. And that def- by defended, I mean the whole <laughs> ground, not just defense. Well, a lot of the times we had a lot of the ball in our forward 50 and we couldn't score from it for whatever reasons. And I think there's some issues there personally. But then they'd go down the other end and, yeah, score. And we'd be like, we had all that play and we haven't been able to get back into the game. Yeah. Yeah, so they ended... The second. I tell you who I did like forward was Matt Guelphy, uh, and it hurts me to say that, but he tackles and harasses, which, yeah. and he can kick more than thirty meters, so it might be a shout. Mm, okay. He's not small though, but yeah, he could do that role. Um, so yeah, defended really well that second quarter, but then let them kick three straight towards the end of the quarter, which is yeah. annoying. And then mm. we really came back into it at the start of the last quarter, which was probably the only time we looked good, good. Um, moved mm-hmm. the ball well, scored, but then our last goal was 11 minutes into the last quarter, so switched off again. Yep. Um, now, I wanna, while we're talking about this, I want to ask you about um, Mason Redman. Question with that notice, yes. Yeah, what are your well, thoughts on him and where he plays? Let me let me read out a text I sent you last night, or two text messages I sent you last night. Yep. This was at 7.21, so it was the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Message one, Redman is shit. Message two, mm-hmm. Redmond kicks a goal. Okay, now he's less shit. It's, I, and that sums I'm it up starting... for me. To answer your question, that sums it up. He is awful one minute and then does something great and kick that beautiful long goal. Beautiful kick. Yep. He's a beautiful um, kick and he's, he's a great... Like, I'm, what I'm seeing, though, is a little bit of Adam Saad. And it, 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 I'm a little bit... He's a defender who likes to get forward really and have kick defensive a goal. Attributes, yeah. Doesn't like to defend very well. We can but carry that in the side. Kick. I think I don't like seeing, but I don't like too many. Like we've got Hind that I think could do that personally, um, and if McGrath and that are going to play as a defensive position, I'd prefer them to be the mm. ones getting up the other end of the ground. To be honest, Redmond, I want him down there. I want I want him down the back. I want him to Defending. stay down there and stop goals. That's what, all I want him to do. I have to say too, after that text exchange. Mm. I didn't. Don't remember seeing him. Which... No, he he wouldn't have wanted to have a quick squeeze of his numbers. My mantra uh, of... touches. Yeah, okay. My mantra for defenders is: if I don't realise you, I don't have an issue. But mm. yeah, that's interesting. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, I, I just I, I know there's been a bit of debate between us about him and Kelly. And because I see them in this, that's you know, I see them probably fighting for the same position. 
and this is why I think I like Kelly because Kelly defends, and I don't think we need another offensive defender. Like I don't think we need another guy that tries to sneak up the other end kick goals. We mm. we've got guys that can do that. And now obviously people say, oh, but we need goals. Yeah, but not at the cost of goals. Like I don't, you know. It's an interesting one because I mean we were in agreement. So when we did our best twenty-two pod, we didn't think we thought he was on and the not edge. Best 22. And not best twenty-two. Yeah, and not best twenty-two. Um, he was on the edge for both mm. of us, really. But from what we've seen, I think we need to accept he's going to be playing. And then we have to just work out what the best role is. I don't recall seeing Hind being as far up the ground last night. So maybe it's that Hind has to play more defensive and that mm. what, that's what allows Redmond to go free or a bit more free. I don't think Kelly and him are similar positions at all. So they can play on the same side, but it's how we manage. If Redmond wants to be that player, that's the rest of the back six have to really adjust to that. Cause he's going to be there. It seems so. Just got to work uh, out the best the... way. Well, the, the other one on this too was um, Snelling playing as much um, midfield as he does. So he's, he started in the um, the first centre bounce, and I I'm just looking for his stats now. But I I think he had quite a fair few centre bounce attendances, which I didn't find worked as well as when Caldwell went into he Caldwell seemed to do more centre bounce attendances in the second half for me. Mm-hmm. He played a bit more of a forward role, and I don't know if they swapped and they were throwing a few things around because Parish played a lot forward too. I think they were just testing that too to see how give him game time, but out without you know being as much midfield just to sort of get him through the game. Yeah. So Snelling, I'll throw some numbers at you. 12 touches, 10 tackles. That makes me happy. And three clearances. So I didn't think he was brilliant, but 10 tackles you take. 10 tackles I love, but I I didn't love him in the midfield a lot. He just didn't offer much. I felt like he's not an in and under player. He's not an explosive outside player. He's, I just found it was interesting. I, 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 in the nicest possible way, I hope I don't see him there much in the season. With the midfield depth, mm. you wouldn't exactly. think we will. Maybe well, he's the forward. And Stringer still to come into that side. Why can't he be the small pressure forward? He's not quick, but if he harasses know, and tackles, why. and he, he does have a good a good idea he's where a good the sticks shot. Are, and he can yep. do a set shot. He can kick more than three metres. But they seem to like him up the ground more. Mm. I yeah, I guess you know, for whatever reason. It'd be interesting. I still think he's in the side, but yeah, where yeah, I, he's... I'm not saying he's not in the side. I just didn't love him in the midfield when we've got the quality. So like, many midfielders. Caldwell, yeah. Caldwell, I think was Caldwell and Parish led the team in clearances. Oh, it's led the comp, the game in clearances with seven and five. So you know they're the sort of guys I want in the guts, and I want them a merit or a an outsider, you know, like Shield to be on the outside. Well, I was about to say that, actually. Shield did a fair bit in the Dogs game and didn't play last night. So it might just be that he was there as part of that Shield rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're guessing. I'd be interested in that Geelong game, that first centre bounce, if, you know, who those three boys are standing in the middle with the Ruckman, you know, I'll be very interested to see who that is. Yeah. All right, we'll move on just to some individual individuals. Um. I actually wasn't going to mention Caldwell, but 24 touches and five tackles, um, five clearances is a pretty pretty handy game from him. 
He's a good player. Like, I, I think we've got a real jet there. Absolute three quarters, jet. 75% game time. So Archie Perkins will be a very, very, very good player at the end of his career. Perko was on my list. Two goals from 17 touches. Um, but how he does it. Like, and he, four he tackles, flies which is nice. for, He flies for everything. He's going to take seven or eight marks one game and kick a few goals and... And yep. have 20 touches. Like he, and he's, he's got that movement on the ground. He can yeah. sidestep and break away a little bit. And yep. it's good to see him doing it. And last year, I think we, not weren't critical of, but we mentioned that he got caught a lot. But yep. that's all part of and learning and knowing what he can right. get away with. And, and he, last night, I don't think bigger. he got caught. No, well, his body's getting bigger too. He's, you know, he's shaking the hips a bit more, and you know, and he's. I don't know who the hell he is. Gave a couple of gave Since a couple he, of uh, don't argues. Yeah. I don't know who the hell he is since he had a haircut. He's harder to spot now. But... Oh, I much prefer him with that. I don't like. I've, I'm really. This is one of my little stupid old man things. I don't like football players with long hair. James Head had long hair. No, but it never got in his face. Okay. What about Draper? Um, like, and how do you feel about Draper then? Yeah, no, he doesn't get in his face. Either. So it's, it's in the face. It can't come around. It can't come around in the face. It's all so if it's hair in the front. The one I I don't like, for example, um, Harry Jones. His hair. I often look, he can't see sometimes, surely. You must it get me. Yeah, fair enough, okay. Um, it's just an old man thing of mine. I just can't handle it. I'd be like that, get your sideburns cut, you know, the Simpsons reference, get him cut higher, you know, that. I'd be that guy. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Everyone has their vices. Mine is long sleeve shirts. There's only one man that can pull off a long sleeve shirt, and that is James oh, I Head. Other than that, get out the of my team. The other thing, too, I've noticed, I, I, hmm, this is a whole other tangent, but I won't go into it, don't worry about it. No, well, now stop. you've said it, please do. Well, I still think we need another tool down in the like the games I've watched so far. I've been really interested that the number of tools like Richmond played with um, Lynch, Rewalt, Soldo, and the guy that was a backman. I can't think of his name. But he's gone forward now. So they play with like four, three or four really tall guys. Like Rewalt in would their be the I'm assuming you're. Yeah, yeah, in their forward line. Um, who else was doing it? Um, Melbourne were doing it. Obviously, they had Brown. Jay, uh, Luke Jackson, um, or Gorn, depending on, and as well as um, McDonald. Like, they're all, McDonald will be the shortest there, and he's still 190 plus. So I watched a few games where they're throwing a lot more tools forward, and I just. We're short at all. Um, it is interesting, actually, because Baldwin's not that tall. No, no, he's like one. He's one nine three, and Stringer's one nine two. So we don't, I don't classify uh, Stringer as a tall forward. No, so No, no, yeah, you're. We've really only got Wright and Jones, and if Wright's in the ruck, then it leaves Jones. Exactly. So yeah, and then the problem right. then yeah, and the problem is then that we still bomb the ball into the square with yes. just Jones, and he's not a kid that can take big. Well, he's marks not yet, huge. No, yeah, no, yeah. Well, maybe in another three or four years he could be that kid. I don't know, but at the moment he's not that kid yet. Excellent segue. Um, mm. I missed my boat there a little bit. Um, into Baldwin. I liked Baldwin. I liked what he did. He didn't do a lot, but when he competed in the air, he was able to get back up and then tackle or put pressure on once mm. the ball had hit yep. the ground. Love that. He, he put a block on for Peter Wright to take a mark. Yep. was very close to a free kick, I thought, but still good awareness as a forward to do that for your other forward. Yep. Um, and he got a, took a mark or free kick, I can't remember, and kicked a goal, and the set shot went through. Looked pretty... Mark, I think, actually. Was it? Goal. Uh, that's it. Oh, I, thought he got he drop... I thought he got cladded anyway. Oh, he didn't drop any marks that were not were markable anyway, I thought. Yeah. There was one, I think, where I remembered our conversation about him running under the ball, thinking about just mm. that. He just needs a bit of footy. Yep. 
But I can't see him not being in the round one side because, as you just touched on, there's no well, other options. It's him or I would say it's him or um, uh, Francis. The, oh yeah, for him. <clears throat> helps to do your research when you do a podcast. Um, no, could could all of them play? Although Stringer comes back in as the I tool would, as well. Well, I I don't not. know. It's a good point. I, the concern for me is someone like would I rather have Smith or Baldwin? Jesus, and about three foot between them. Yeah, but does Baldwin offer? Smith doesn't really offer us a no, lot I agree. at the moment. I agree. Like he's not overly quick. He doesn't take marks. He can't kick over a jam tin. He can tackle, but he seems to have forgotten how to do that. Whereas Baldwin, I don't know. He he's a little bit. Oh, he's a bit taller. He can run. He looks like he can tackle. He can kick over a jam tin. We'll, I don't see, know. we'll see what that round one team looks like. It'd be but, yeah, I did, I did forget about Francis. It's going to look great prospect. If he plays VFL, plays plays a year out playing VFL, then I think we might have a bit of a talent yeah. there. Yeah. So, Aaron, if you're listening, I do apologise. Um, we love the Franger. I do love Franger. I just forgot that he wasn't playing. Um, Forgettable. He's a redhead. They're all not my, my bad. Oh, calm down. <laughs> uh, one, last, one last positive, and it's a positive and a sort of negative in that Peter Wright took some bloody beautiful pack marks, mm. kicked some lovely goals, kicked three straight on a night we kicked 9-17, but then he disappeared for the second half. Up. Really? He kicked all three of those in the first half, and then I didn't yep. really see him after that. Did ruck well, and actually I was quite frustrated with Draper. Wins the hit out just about every time, but hits it straight to the bloody opposition. Mm. I don't know what and that's I told about. You that last week, either um, he doesn't know where he's hitting it, or they're sharking him a lot better. Yeah, or our um, midfielders are not. The sig- little signals, you know, they do the little hand yeah, signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah, that. Like he did the little two. Yeah, and then knocked it straight to us and killed a player. Yeah, and I'm like, well, obviously no one knew what two meant. <laughs> yeah, it's only Draper. Only Sammy knows. Yeah, no, Draper two. I thought two meant to the back, two to the front. Right, gotcha. Next week, we'll work uh, on that. Bit of comms <laughs> needed. Yeah. I feel like that's happening a lot when I watch it. I go. Did they know what he's doing? Do they know what they yeah. Yeah, Sammy's off in his own little world. Wouldn't surprise me. He's that 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 far above everyone else in height. He probably is. <laughs> but there was a couple of moments where he streamed away with the world took his little oh, step and one but... play in particular accelerated away. Love it. Yep. And the mullet he's, and the fact he's, he's ten foot tall. Hundred and five kilos, yeah. two hundred and five centimeters, and he's just powered away from contest. Like, yep. He is an athlete. It. It's so good to have that kind of bloke on your team too, because everyone just goes, "Holy crap!" And there was a couple and I'm not of standing in front of him. He ran through midfield. He if, ran through some midfielders, yeah. and I was like, "Ooh, he's hurting them." That's what I was going to say. If I'm an opposition player, I'm not standing in front of that. No, no he's way. like a mobile Mumford. Like you yeah. know, Mumford would hurt oh, some other midfielders, <laughs> but Mumford couldn't run fast to do it. He had to get him in close contact or the, land on him. The mobile mummy, I like it. Yeah, mobile mummy. Um. All right, well, that was pretty much it. I did have Martin there to talk about a bit more, but we kind of touched on him at the start. Uh, well, if I could throw a couple of players out there too. I just yes, want of, to course, of course, of course. Is that right, Sam? Is that you've done yours and my lad do mine? I mean, well, we, I mean to, for, to, is for it the people... Sam and Nathan podcast or is it just for the, Sam podcast? For the people, I do ask Nathan who he wants to talk about before the pod and he tells me and I write them down and we talk about them. Oh, so, okay, so I just wanted to do my own. Grain of salt here oh, for Nathan, you... but yes, please go. <laughs> Uh, I, Harrison Jones was one looked horribly rusty for a lot of the game, but uh, I think he'll be better for the run. I don't like that, that expression, but I'm using it today. 
He's, we need him. He's very important to our structures. Um, but he looked really rusty. Really, really rusty. Uh, the other one is concerning me is Nick Cox. I love him, the unicorn. You do love Cox, yeah. He, he had three touches to the first half, which is mm. disgust tang. Disgust tang. There's a lot of tang in that disgust. Yes. Um, and then he came good. Like, he took a few marks out forward. Had he a looked shot good on second goal. half. For a, man that, for a man that kicks apparently on both feet, I don't think he can actually kick on both feet. His set, set shots shot, were awful. But... Yeah. Oh, one set shot and one kicking play that. Oh, oh, no, one was out on the full. So, yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. And this they always talk, oh, he kicks both feet. He can kick on both feet. Yeah, he doesn't seem to do either of it well. (laughs) Um, He can still kick on both feet, though. But so can I. And you've seen my left foot. (laughs) I can kick on. Can't do it well, but I can do it. I can do it. Um, I'm concerned about his development. Like when you watch Perkins and I see like he's taking another step, you go, oh, yeah, he's going to be another better player. Cox to me, yeah. Your tangent for a 200 centimetre player, did you know he's two metres tall? Uh, versus whatever Perkins <laughs> is, their development is different. So I wouldn't read too much well, into that, comparing them. That's fair enough. Then but... I would concede. Here's my call. Then my big call. Nathan's big I call. I would play Nathan's big call. Play the I music. would play Nicholas Nicholas Martin. Oh, yeah, we could have we had some music like that. Yeah, don't da, start. Da, 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 da. Don't start. Um, Nicholas on. Martin on the wing in round one in front of Nick Cox. Cox still playing elsewhere, or just not on, like no, or not in the side. Reserves. Ooh, big call. That's Huge my big call. call. Okay. Nicholas Martin, I think, will offer more. Not sure how to feel about that at this point in time. Well, because I feel as though that you've got Langford that it can also play on a wing. Langford is a winger. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. And then I think you could find, like, depending on, um, there's guys like uh, Shield, McGrath, Heppel, and a few of those could play on the other wing and rotate around. Yep. Okay. We, we need to crack on a little yep, bit here, sorry. but... No, that's fine. I think if you're talking about us being short at all on the forward line too, there's no reason Cox still can't be in the side maybe a, rather than out of I the side. I wouldn't have a but... problem with that. I'd like to see that actually. I would have liked to have seen that a bit more in this game, him go as a genuine forward. I think he's got to play. It's a bit like last year. We were happy for them to play last year because we've got to get the kids games. You can't just drop yeah, that right. mantra now, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. it's not like we've bought in any real mature bodies to replace that sort of role either. No, so. You're right as always, right. Dan. Um, this is why shirt. this is why I'm the quote unquote host. Yep. Um, it's not a quote unquote situation. It's a you are the host. I'm the yeah, fair enough. Uh, a few more things. Well, one more thing in particular, and then we're going to go into some full season previews where we're just going to sort of give our top four, top eight, Brownlow, Coleman sort of predictions. So stick around for that if you're interested. If not, we won't, we don't mind. Thanks for listening. Yep. Um, giveaway. Um, you may oh. have seen on our on our beautiful little Facebook page a little teaser, a little with compliments slip from the SNM Football Club saying, "Dear Sam, thanks for all your support. Go the Bombers." We have a giveaway. We're very it excited. Really We're not going to tell you what such it is. A big financial member of the Essendon Football Club, Sam. It really doesn't. But um, <laughs> I credit to the club. I emailed them and asked for something, and they sent me this particular thing. Something. Jesus, I nearly gave it away then. Mm. Um. <laughs> expect nothing and I and I got something pretty exciting as I, I think I said in my post a must have for the for the pool room mm. so we're not we're not going to tell you just quite what it is yet um we'll we'll give it away probably the first couple of rounds of the season um just make sure you keep listening make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel 
uh, the Glory and Fame Don Pod, and and yeah, you will you will hear more about that, and we might have some other giveaways throughout the season as well. So stick around. Yes, but all I can say on it is that I would really like to win it. To be honest, that's yeah. My view. Unfortunately, being the runners of the competition, I think we're excluded no, um, so for moral purposes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it? And the winner is that. Nathan. There you go. Some guy, Nathan. Although Smith. I must say, it does look, does look pretty good in my little office at the moment. You're not, but, keeping, um, it. You're not keeping it. Anyway, yeah, stick around. We'll give that away. Um, maybe after our first win. Maybe we'll say that. Well, after our first win, we'll <laughs> we'll give that away. But we we haven't decided yet. So yeah, stick around. Yep. All right, we're going to move into some quick little season preview stuff because we we fancy ourselves as. Pundits, not That's just knowledgeable football supporters. people that we could just yeah. talk about any club and be awesome at it. So, I'm going to ask you, don't answer just yet, I'm going to ask you if you're top four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to ask you if you're top eight. I don't know why I've broken it down into top four and top eight. I'm going to ask you for your Brownlow pick. I'm going to ask you for your Coleman medal pick. I'm going to ask you who's going to be playing in the grand final, who's going to win the grand final, and then the fun question, if I can call it that, is will there be a coach sacked? in season 2022. And I will answer all these as well. All right. Top, we'll, we'll break it up. Top, top four, please. Top four. Uh, top four for me will be, uh, I'm going to put Melbourne and the Dogs back there at the top two. I'm going to put Port Adelaide and Brisbane in the other two. So between those four, are the, I think they're the four best teams in the competition. So in, in that order, uh, was it? Uh, yeah, I'll put it in that order. I'm okay. sure you know, that's the chance for that are low, but... Melbourne are an awesome team. I think Brisbane have got a great balance between forward, defence and midfield. Um, Port Adelaide have to be in there because the last two years they've what minor premiers and came second last year. So they surely can't... The, the couple of their uh, sort of younger kids are getting there, like Rosie and um, Butters and those sort of guys are going to be better again this year. They've got the Brownlow medalist, so, you know, they're a pretty good side. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other one, uh, the Dogs. Uh, although I think the dogs have got a massive issue sort of in the defensive, well, probably defense a little bit forward. The midfield is, and is so deep and so strong that that will make you competitive against anyone. So there's my top four. All right. Uh, my top four is the same teams. I don't think that's a real surprise to anyone. Um, I've changed the order a bit. Melbourne are first. Absolutely. I got Brisbane second for the reasons you just mentioned that they're such an all-well-rounded team. Um, don't really have any holes, or they may be not as good as the other teams. Dogs third, Port fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the same reasons you said, I think. Yep. I can't see any different top four, to be honest. Yep. Um, the rest of your top eight, please. Uh, the rest of my top eight, I'll put uh, fifth. It gets a bit harder here because I, I really do think, yeah, there's some teams that I think will jump. Fifth, I'm going to put Richmond. We're going to be different here, yep. yes. Yeah, that's fine. Sixth, I'm going to put Sydney. Mm-hmm. Seventh, I'm going to put Carlton, as much as it hurts me. Ooh, interesting. Okay. And eighth... <coughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, 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 okay. I'll throw mine I'm, at you, and I'm, then we the, can discuss. And the reason I'll just 
I'll give it just a little. Okay, sure. The reason I don't think we can make the eight this year is because of our draw is phenomenally hard. It's yeah, we the do third hardest run. draw in the competition, and I don't think we're up to that. If we do make the eight, then it's massive. Yeah. Right. Uh, so in fifth, I've got Sydney. Uh, it wasn't too different from you. Uh, yep. In sixth, I have Geelong. We have, for context, me and Nath are quite biased and just believe Geelong will drop every year, but every year they tend to stick around. So I've got to have them in there for that reason. And I feel like mm-hmm. if I predict them in the eight, they might drop out. So I'm trying a bit of reverse, <laughs> reverse psychology. I like, that. I, like that. That I like that. That works for me. In seventh, I have Carlton too. Um, oh, it, it pains me also, but they actually have a good side. They have a great list. Like if um, you look at their list and, now and they're all fit and the forwards, they've got some very good forwards, very good defenders. Yep. And they've brought in now some midfielders that I think will... And obviously, obviously I'm more than happy to be wrong. In fact, I will encourage myself to be wrong. Mm. <laughs> but I see them in the eighth. And then in eighth, I've got Frio. I think Frio are on the yeah. rise pretty sharply yeah. and I wouldn't surprise me if they finished higher. And yeah, similar provides, I agree with you, we're probably, if we can get close to that 11-game win mark again and be around that eight, then that's fine. There's probably, again, six or seven teams that can finish in that six to eighth bracket. Well, that's right. See, I didn't even have Freo or Geelong in mine. Eighth, I mean. And I, and I think, you're, I think you're, it's risky not having Richmond in your eight because I watched them and all the... They were only playing Hawthorne, and Hawthorne looked disgusting. Like they will be bottom one or like they're they're wooden spooners for sure. Which is great because I hate Mitchell. So, <clears throat> you know, no complaints here. Um, but they didn't look that. Like they only won by twenty or thirty points in the end against what is clear. Yeah, they, but they would have. They really, would have put their best. They weren't. Yeah, they put the sword away pretty. I tell you who looks all, all right. Actually, Dustin Martin. He looks. He's playing pure midfield this year. Getting in the fantasy teams, people as a forward. Mm, scary. All right, uh, your Brownlow predictor, please. Um, uh, my my Brownlow predictor is well, Darcy Parish. Oh, is that is that you you biased coming through, or something you no. genuinely believe? He came fifth last year. Oh, the other one I'd probably actually steal if I was to step away from Essendon. I think that um, Jack Steele. Jack Steele in it? Yes. Yeah, if St Kilda yeah. are better. Yeah. Be... yeah, St Kilda, if they make the eight and win one or two more games, which I think they can, then he he is their best player by a long way and, and could poll 30 votes without yep. a concern. I do think Parrish is a good shot for us because he... He will poll well if he plays like he did last year. If he if he improves another ten percent on last year, then I think he'll poll well. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I I don't think I think there's other players ahead of him yeah, for Brownlow yeah. things. So if 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 if, if Sam Walsh was fit and firing from round one, it would be him undoubtedly for me. But he's, but not, he's not. So I've gone Jack Steele. Also, oh, I think really? a real standout in St Kilda's midfield won't have a lot of players taking votes off him generally. So, you I thought you were a fan of Petrarca. I'm a huge fan of Petrarca, but Oliver last year I'm just looking at it. Oliver 31 votes, Petrarca 23. So there's a lot of votes between them, but whether or not it's enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, Bont, Bont's another. Bont's another. Nah, Bont won't win. He's going to play forward a lot. I'll, I'll stick with Steele though. Uh, the Coleman Medal, please. I tell you, I'm going to go a roughy there. I got same. Oh, it's going to be the same boat, I reckon. 
Well, no, it won't be. Can't be. Is it Melbourne player? It is a Melbourne player. Why is it? Is he? Is his first name Bailey? No. It starts with B, though. Hang on. Just make sure. Yep. Okay. Mine and mine definitely is Bailey, so that's fine. Yep. Go on. Uh, well, I'm going to go Ben Brown from oh, Melbourne. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Dead little Bobby there. Um, hear, hear me out in this. Hear me out in this. Right. So he's kicked 60 plus goals at North Melbourne when they were bottom niche team, bottom four. Well, uh, bad. Yep. Whatever they were. Yeah. I can't see how he, now he's had a preseason. Like last year when he got to the club, he hadn't had a preseason. He'd had knee problems or whatever. This year he's had a pretty good preseason. He, I can't see why he can't kick 60 ish goals again this year. I know. Probably your argument might be, yeah, but at North Melbourne, he was the only forward, so he got everything kicked at him. But, like, Bailey Fritch, who you're going to say, he kicked 48 last year also, and then 59, I think, plus final, with finals. I, I can't see why Ben Brown's going to get a lot of footy thrown at him. But anyway, that's going to be mine. Okay, no, I like it. And I love this because predictions are either genius or complete morons. So that's one of those ones where <laughs> we'll look back on it and think, geez, you were spot on with that. Or, wow, that was a super bad call. Never, ever ask me any questions again. Uh, and, yeah, spoilers, yeah, I, I think Bailey Fritch. I think he's a really difficult player to match up on, capable of kicking five, six goals in a game. And I also have to go a little bit of a roughy. We can't just be boring and, I'll you know, pick Harry Mackay. Yeah, basically. Uh, all right. Last one is, will there be a coach sacked? Yes. And who will that be? Well, I do think there's an awful lot of pressure at Gold Coast. And I'll, they have lost one of their better players in the preseason. The mm-hmm. King brother, whichever one he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be hard pressed to think that they won't... I don't know how they'll deal with another bottom four season. But they were 16th last year. I don't seriously think they'll be much better than that. What, they have seven wins last year? I reckon they'll scrape around that number again. So, I would so say you're going with the boring uh, choice. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm going with the boring choice on that one. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone else personally is under... Would be, yeah, okay. I, I know one other one, but I'm not well, going to say. Well, so, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you here that Stewie Jew is... Probably under a lot of pressure, and yep. it seems to be just Gold Coast are constantly under a lot of pressure. Um, just to be different, I think Chris Scott at Geelong, if it gets to around mm. 10, 11, 12, and they're a fair way off it, and maybe bottom mm. eight, 10 it is now, he might struggle. And again, this is my bias because I don't think Geelong are one That's quite that good. That. And Chris Scott was given a very good list and they won one flag in his first year. So really how much of that you can put down to him is up for debate. And since then, they've played grand finals, prelims and can't win anything. So, so it doesn't matter that if I told you that he signed a contract at the end of last year to see him through to 2024. I think your coach is getting sacked at uh, breaking their contract anyway. But why would um, they have signed him last year? Like, we signed would, John Worsfold for two years and sacked him within two years. Uh, I just think 
like, no, I, they I, would rate themselves as being a top four hope or premiership hope, not even top four. They would I, think I, they I can think win they, the flag. I think they would think they would play, yeah. So if they get to mid-season and they're not in the eight, he would be very yeah. under the pump. For what There'll it's be worth, a lot of I think Stewie Jew that won't win a flag that will be mm. very upset with the world. Mm. Um, Stewie Jew there were promised mis- medallions, I'm sure, when they went yeah. to that club. Absolutely, yeah, Stewie Jew is the obvious one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I feel like just as an interesting, different one, then yeah, Chris Scott could be could find himself well, one, in a bit of strife. The other one, then, if I was to take if I was to take the not obvious path, I would take GWS um, with um, what's his name. Leon Cameron. Yeah. Leon Cameron's under a lot of pressure too. They have been mediocre for a few years With now a and very a, talented with list. With a yep. very talented list and a lot of very high draft picks that have walked out of that club for whatever reason they have. I don't know. But there'd be some high level board members that'd be getting a bit jack of that. Yep. And membership wise, the other issue too is membership wise, Gold Coaster are like, I think I saw a list the other day, had a membership, you know, we were at 60 odd thousand or something. Gold Coast were like 17 or something like that. And I was like... That's actually higher yeah. than I would have thought, to be fair. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yep. Um, don't they put your house on it. Them. Would be my no, advice. digital print. They'll be forever recorded, so we can't right. get out of that information. We can't hide away from it. And if we remember, we will we, review that come the end of the season. Um, oh, can we play the audio? Like, if, if Ben Brown wins the Coleman, I want you to play back my audio. Absolutely. If... Mm. If Chris Scott gets sacked, you bet your ass I'm doing yep. the same thing. Yeah, no, no. We'll play the John theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Because if, if he gets sacked, then your, your prediction that they're in the bottom eight somewhere is true, and I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, all is well in the world, although Carlton's still yeah, in the eight would, would, would concern me. Probably, yeah. uh, all right, we will wrap it up there. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back for a preview. First preview of the year will be uh, in the week leading up to the Geelong game. Um, I think we'll generally go with Thursday night preview, so it'll be out on the Friday so we can talk about teams and all that sort of stuff, yeah. although teams aren't named on Thursdays anymore. Forget everything I just said. And then, yeah, preview but that's in... that's when we probably will be doing it. The, the days after. Yeah, because I think I don't know when we if we're a Saturday or Sunday game that first. Oh, it'd be the Saturday afternoon, so it might be Friday night. Saturday, pod, yeah. But so the team should be there. Should would there be? It's twenty four hours before, I believe. No, we really should know this. We are we are we are hard hitting, but not very organised. Yeah. I don't remember. We'll find out together. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. If you're still listening now, we apologise. Yeah, my bad. All right. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And remember, just stick around in future pods to find out how you can win a very exciting little giveaway. Go Dons. As always, go Bombers!